This is Saturday, August 5th. Do you feel like you're a pretty good lie detector? Can you sort out truth from falsehood most of the time? Or maybe a better question might be, how can you know you've gotten to the truth? Now, you may not know this story, but it actually happened. Just after sundown on October the 30th, 1938, aliens visited planet Earth. The first wave landed in a small town near Princeton, New Jersey. Professor Richard Pearson, working at the observatory in Princeton, had just scoped something on the surface of Mars. He believed he'd seen a meteor, and he drove out to see what it was. It had landed here on Earth. And there was a large metal cylinder still steaming from entry into the atmosphere. He could hear odd scraping sounds coming from inside that cylinder. And shortly after he arrived, others began to show up too, having seen something pass through the sky like he did. Some were first responders, and soon the cylinder opened and an alien life form appeared, one hideous to look at. By then a CBS reporter had arrived and he began to report live what he was seeing. He said, this is the most terrifying thing I have ever witnessed. I can see peering out of that black hole two luminous disks. Are they eyes? It might be a face. But that face, it, it looks indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. And what is that? It's a bright flame springing from it, leaping across and toward the men who are here. They're turning into flame. Now the whole field's caught on fire in the woods and the barns, the gasoline tanks of the cars. The fire is coming this way. Okay, here's what really happened. That was part of a dramatized Orson Welles radio program called War of the Worlds. Now, it might sound silly today, but at the time, it caused a widespread panic that swept the nation. You see, it seems that many people turned into the radio broadcast after the introduction. They didn't know it was drama. It sounded so real that it cultivated people's deepest fears. With the war beginning in Europe and people afraid of invasion, the table was set for powerful deception. The next day, the New York newspapers had front-page headlines reporting the terror Americans felt. But none of the drama was real. Now, we look at this story from history for a couple of reasons. But first, I want to read our scripture text for today. It's John chapter 15, verse 26 to 27. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you will also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. That's John 15, 26 to 27. Now we're learning from the upper room teaching of Jesus that he gave to the disciples on the night he was betrayed. And this week we've been looking at Jesus' teaching about the world. We noted earlier this week that one of the great challenges of living in the world is truth. It seems that we're living in a sea of lies. Jesus called Satan the father of lies because this is how he works in the world. He exerts his influence through deception and lying. 
Today, the struggle for truth is as difficult as it's ever been. Again, we're in a sea of information, not knowing what is true and what is not. Even the concept of truth has been twisted almost beyond recognition. There's your truth, there's my truth, but there's no true truth, no truth for everyone. That's what we are being told. What we believe comes to direct and guide our lives, and it becomes the very basis of our lives. So defining and living in the truth is essential for disciples. Jesus explained it this way to the Jewish people in Jerusalem one day. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's John 8:32. How shall we know the truth? How can we sort out what is true when we live in a snowstorm of lies? In our text for today, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. And here's how the Spirit of Truth works in our lives to guide us. The words Jesus spoke before telling the people the truth would set them free were this, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. That's John 8.31. Yes, this was another teaching on discipleship. He says that it's in his teaching you know you will find what is true. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is to help us understand and apply the teachings of Jesus. This is one reason for the time we spend together each day working through the teachings of Jesus. We want our lives to be tethered to the truth of Jesus. Our ability to live and walk as disciples of Jesus in the world springs from our connection to him and his truth. Remember, he told his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's John 14, 6. And it is lies that erode people and nations, making life unsustainable. But how do we notice the truth? That's why I wanted to return to the War of the Worlds story. We too are at war, but the war is for truth. Our weapons are not traditional weapons, but instead the truth spoken in love. Lies are powerful, it's true. Jonathan Swift said, a lie will go round the world while truth is still pulling on its boots. But the truth cuts through the lies when it is shared. The great Russian writer Alexander Solzhenitsyn said it like this, when he stood against the Soviet Union. He had no power to speak of, no traditional weapons, but here was one person willing to speak the truth, and as a result, he spent many years in prison. But each step of the way, he continued speaking the truth, revealing the brutality and corruption of the Soviet system. And at one point, he put it like this, one word of truth shall outweigh the entire world. He said, we're not to live by lies. And that's what Jesus is telling us as well. And we have the truth in Jesus. He reveals the truth about our condition and our need and our future. And he also reveals to us the truth about God's love and his plan to redeem. Now, our challenge as disciples is to live in this truth as directed by the Spirit of God. Then as we hear Jesus in our text for today, also to bear witness to the truth. How can we do this? In his time, when lives were trafficked far and wide and lives were at stake, 
Solzhenitsyn suggested that we do not repeat anything that we do not know to be true, that we leave meetings where lies are being put forth as truth, or for us, turn off news reports we know to be lies. We place ourselves among those that reinforce and protect the truth. We do that in the community of Jesus. And of course, we speak little, but what we speak is truth. We will not subscribe to any publications that conceal the truth or the primary facts. That's what he said. You get the idea. He said that in so doing, we take the truth seriously and we build a defense against lies. We refuse to live by lies. And that was more than 50 years ago. But the encouragement remains for us today. Live in the truth. Let's pray. Father, the way of truth we do not know. Give to us your spirit of truth to guide our thoughts, to protect our steps. Let your word be a light to our paths that we might not live by lies. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.